freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody. Welcome to episode number 344 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is protect your local range. Our guest is Brian Hill. Brian is the owner and head instructor of the Complete Combat in Dalonga, Georgia. <laughs> he is a Heckler & Koch brand ambassador, a range master, certified master instructor, and a certified red dot instructor, and has endorsed an, an endorsed instructor with the Modern Samurai Project. Brian holds a force science analyst certific, certification and is also certified by Masad Ayub group as a deadly force instructor. Brian is a fourth degree black belt in jujitsu, has graduated from the law of self-defense instructor program and is a formal des form deputy with the Fulton County Sheriff's Department. And I really messed that up, Brian, <laughs> but welcome to the show. Hey, it's great to be here. That's a lot of things to say about one guy. So I know and, and Cheryl's <laughs> going to have to clear this all up. She'll clean it all up. Know, but it's because you are so accomplished. Yes. That's why there's so much to say. But it's so funny about the the name of the, the city. Can you do it again? The long ago. Nice. See, that was good. Yeah. If we I don't know. look at it, I can do it. That's we, the problem. We even set it to music before we started. Well, the long ago. Okay. <laughs> Brian didn't come here to see a musical I'm quite sure all right Brian thank you so much for being here and you and your amazing wife uh Shelly owners of the complete combatant uh you guys do so much awesome work um and we appreciate you and the shooting sports are an integral part of Americana but unfortunately many of our live fire ranges are under pressure to close like, why would people want us to not be practicing and be proficient with our firearms? Your small private outdoor range is nestled in a hill in the middle of 48 acres. Okay, I'm jealous, 48 acres. And even is facing, it is even facing a similar crisis. What the heck is going on in Dahlonega, Georgia? Well, uh, as I've heard over and over again, we support the Second Amendment. We just don't want it in our backyard. Mm. And that's that's the big thing. Uh, the noise seems to bother people. And in the county that we're in is Lumpkin County. There is no noise ordinance. So there's no form of uh, enforcement for noise. And this is an agricultural area, which mm -hmm. means tractors, dump trucks, chainsaws, 
uh, mowing equipment is constantly moving. It's a very loud area sometimes. And uh, they've gotten kind of upset with us shooting. Uh, we've taken measurements at the street. Uh, we had nothing above 70 decibels at the street, which is lower than OSHA requires for hearing protection. Uh, but there's uh, uh, quite an advocacy going against us right now. And as we know, it's, it's easier to be against something than it is to be for something. Uh, Claude Warner did a great research on it. There's only one open outdoor range per thousand shooters. And, oh, wow. uh, wow. and that's, that's what we're facing now is that this is a, uh, a disappearing thing because we're an agricultural preserve and people are, you know, 10, 20 acres apart from each other, but it's still a problem. Uh, and it's something they don't want. So they, they came after us as a commercial business and an agricultural preserve instead of a noise ordinance. Uh, so we're having to deal with zoning and planning and try to uh, work our way through meetings. And um, I have to say that there's been a lot of mismanagement of what the truth of really is going on up here because we only run, run one shooting class a month on a weekend and we do several private lessons. It's a private range where only if I'm here do we teach. Uh, our Shelley's here, so it's not an open all-day event. So it's not the kind of noise that people expect to be generated. So, wow, this is so. Um, I, I would like to say that it's shocking, but is starting to feel more typical. And so I think what I'm wondering is: is this a true, genuine, just that the residents are are annoyed with a noise situation? Or do you think this is another one of those situations like the Second Amendment Foundation was just uh, working on a case in uh, Pennsylvania where they were trying to use zoning as a way to implement mm -hmm. gun control? So do you feel like this is, you know, just grassroots or is, is there like an organized effort here? Uh, there seems to be one neighbor that's uh, particularly good at this. Uh, she was on the Board of Education, so she really created this situation. Uh, she also framed friendship and took a class from us. Oh, so, so it's been kind of a, a, a malicious way to get into this. And they couldn't stop us because of noise. So they used zoning. And mm -hmm. since it's agricultural and we're a commercial business, they came after us for that way. And there were some requirements that we have met so far. And uh, I, f I don't think there's a big effort as a Second Amendment thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, several of the neighbors say they're pro-Second Amendment, but they don't like noise. Uh, so it becomes a land use problem. You know, how are you allowed to use your land? And that's mm -hmm. the way it's been framed in Dahlonega is how do you use your land here? Uh, is, are we free to use our land or not? You know, can we make noise or not? And I think the problem with this sort of group mentality or mob mentality is uh, I don't think they realize that at any moment it could turn against them. It yes. could be their kids' grand bike. It could be them playing musical instruments. It could be some, they have a, you know, wood crafting uh, shed that makes a lot of noise. It could be them very well next. And this is a dangerous slope, as we talk about in Second Amendment. It's a slippery slope. Once you start telling people what they can and can't do, um, we're moving away from what America truly is, I believe, in my heart. And uh, I'm not a great political spokesperson. I'm a good coach. But uh, sometimes politics seeks you out no matter what. So uh, we are doing the best we can to frame this and to stay reasonable and prudent. What would they expect? So we made a lot of concessions uh, and we set up a lot of uh, things to help regulate the noise in the future. And we're willing to dump quite a bit of money into our range to make it acceptable. Uh, but I don't know if compromise is among these people's goals. Right. Brian, how long have you guys had the range there? 
So we have been here, uh, it, the range has been here for almost eight years, uh, but it hasn't been a commercial entity in itself. I'm a traveling instructor, so I was only, I was very rarely here. And then uh, last year we had a mixed martial arts business, which I closed because of COVID. Uh, I caught COVID and almost killed me. And then of course my gym membership plummeted. So we made a rational decision with the business and closed it. So we became more of it. Uh, a lot of people have offered the Range Protection Act you know, for a functioning business. But what they're coming after us is a, uh, whether we're, we have a special land use agreement to function in this preserve, agricultural preserve. So the, the Range Protection Act doesn't cover us in this because they're coming after us as the commercial licensing part of it. Yeah, looks to me like you need to uh, offer corn growing while you shoot. <laughs> you know, so a little bit of farm, have a little garden out there and say, Farm and shoot. Right? You could have, hey. what do they call those little plots of land that, you know, yeah. raised beds or something, right? Well, this is a working cow farm. Mm -hmm. So we're in, a, we're in a valley that's surrounded by 100-foot hills all the way around, and it's a working cattle farm. Uh, so there's 150 acres, acres of cattle farm around us. And then, of course, we're planting freedom seeds. Exactly. So, right so we are we are farmers <laughs> <laughs> i like it that is fantastic um so one thing that is is feeling familiar to us and has nothing that i can think of to do with people you know getting pinchy lipped about the second amendment is out where we live here in arizona we're very near an air force base luke air force base which is like the training base for pilots and it has been there for ever and so there was this push, not once, but several times of people saying, you know, they don't like living around that sound, right, of airplanes, of, of pilots being freedom. trained, the sound of freedom. Yeah. They don't mm -hmm. like living around that. And it's a real head scratcher for us because the sound was there before your home was even you know, built before that subdivision mm -hmm. was even a thought in anybody's mm -hmm. mind. And to think that they can move in, these, uh, you know, people can move in and then be upset about something that they should have done the research on is, uh, it, it's frustrating. I think that has finally, you know, gone away. And I don't just for now, they, just for now, they keep coming back. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, you can get this resolved. And then some new board member comes in and they have a bone to pick with you. And that's the thing. It's just like in our neighborhood, we have one neighbor that's causing all kinds of hell. And that neighbor just moved in. It wasn't a neighbor that somebody has been there for 20 years and they just make hell for everybody mm -hmm. because they don't like something mm -hmm. that they moved into when it was happening. So mm -hmm. anyway, we'll pray for you on that. And you, you know, just, you got to be persistent with it. And, you know, mm -hmm. there's got to be a way that you're going to be okay with this, but for sure. So what does it boil down to, Brian? Is it at its core? Is it a Second Amendment issue? Is it the special land usage zoning? Or is it a noise ordinance issue? Like what's the front you're fighting on? We're really fighting the special land use agreement. Um, mm -hmm. And they have they have rolled the noise into that. Uh, so we have come up with a good plan to really bring the noise down. Um, you know, noise is an interesting thing because it's magnitudes. Um, 70 decibels, not considered a lot of noise, but uh, we've contacted a company that's going to make barriers for us and help keep the noise in it. They're sound absorbing. We're also doing an absorbing program on our cover. Um, 
And we're looking at dumping about $35,000 into the range, which for a very small business is a lot of money. But I want to be a good neighbor too. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people move from one place and bring their values to another place because they didn't like where they lived. Mm -hmm. But then they try to enforce the same thing. And that's kind of what this has turned into. You know, they're just finding a way. They say they want to support it, but they don't want to have it around them. So um, we're going to do the best we can to really, uh, you know, have a sound abatement program. Uh, which doesn't make compromise happy on the other side of the road, I'm sure, but it will make a huge difference, you know, and And I think it's, that's the hard thing is let's say you put this 35,000 in, let's say you Mm -hmm. do all these things and the, the person or people that are behind this push, they're just going to find another thing. And then another thing. Um, I mean, maybe at some point you're going to need arbitration if you can really get to the core of who it is. But that is the scary thing. I think about any self-owned business because you just don't really know if your investment is going to stick or not. But how, how are you feeling about that? I mean, could the goalpost just keep moving? It is a concern. Uh, I would say that the good news is if we get the special land use agreement and then we operate for a year, we will be protected by the Range Protection Act at that point. Uh, So I think they'd have a hard time. What they're gonna have to change in Dahlonega is a noise ordinance. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've been after it because we have wedding venues. This is one of the best places to get married in America. And they have outdoor wedding venues. We get married in barns in Georgia. So Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of noise and they're up late. And Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people have been trying to silence that, but I don't think politically anybody wants to start telling people what to do on their own land. And that's where we're really at. That's a very dangerous thing to start doing. And the commissioners or the board members know that they could lose their position pretty quickly because these 30 people are upset, but then you have a whole county of 20,000 people, which would be much more upset if you start telling them what they can and can't do. So I think maybe we can kind of buttress this and, and control it, but you never know. It may be a civil action next. There could be multiple fronts on this. So we've prepared as best we can on every front and tried to anticipate every possible way they might come after us. Boy, absolutely. And you know, that's the thing is don't people move out to the country and, mm-hmm. and get multiple acres for the very purpose of being left alone. Right? And so if you're out there trying to be left alone, but you're too busy looking over the hedge, you know, 48 acres away at the neighbor uh, and trying to poke your nose into their business, I, I just, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But, you know, uh, a few years ago, not even that long ago, um, there was the Hearing Protection Act. And I mean, maybe somebody's re-upped it. I'm hoping so. And the Hearing Protection Act is basically, uh, it's a bill that removes silencers from um, the NFA, the National Firearms Act. So you wouldn't have to pay the, the huge tax in order to be considered an okay individual to have a muffler for your firearm, right? It's, we have to pass a law so you can put a muffler on your firearm. We say that about cars, people would laugh their heads off, but with a firearm, somehow it's, you know, like earth shattering. Um, How important would this be not only to your range, but to however many hundreds, maybe thousands of um, outdoor ranges on people's private property? How important would that be? It would make a world of difference. Uh, It's one of those nonsensical things that the suppressor was included in that. And if we could suppress our weapons, uh, it's not like the movies. They're not quiet. 
right. right? Because we still, if we're shooting fast enough ammo, it's breaking the transonic barrier. And there's still the noise of the bolt running back and forth. So there's still noise. It's not completely quiet, but it mitigates it. And it's hard for the direction to be sourced. And it would make everybody much happier in the long run. And I think if we made that available, then the market would respond by making better and better suppressive equipment that maybe we could fit on pistols, you know, not just rifles. Mm. And I think it would make a lot of sense. And I know in Europe, some places you're required to have a suppressor to shoot a rifle. It's mm-hmm. a requirement. So now you can buy a, you know, you can buy a suppressor over the counter in, in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So, and a lot of people don't realize, I mean, they think that they, they watch these movies and just like everything else, they dramatize the movies. They make things that are real, unreal. And they, they make, they make noise. You're right. They do make mm-hmm. noise and you can tell it was a gun that was fired. So mm-hmm. uh, if, if the people that, that made the laws realize this, maybe take them all out shooting and show them, that it doesn't really change the aspect of the sound. It just quietens it so it's safer mm. to shoot. Then maybe they'd get that pass because it's it's silly. I mean, they have really strict gun laws in Europe, really strict. Right. But you can have a suppressor. Because yeah. it's a camp. muffler. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, people go hunting. They they can't. You can't wear earplugs while you're hunting because you need to listen for animals, and the animals don't like to wait for you to put your ear put your earplugs on before you shoot and mm-hmm. the the how safe it is that you can hear other people out in the forest or wherever you're hunting right mm-hmm. if you have earplugs on you may not be able to hear them mm-hmm. so there's a lot of reasons why suppressors should be legal absolutely and easier you know i hear like a i hear a million shots a year on the range because i'm mm-hmm. teaching everywhere i go you know, a thousand rounds for 20 people. Uh, yeah. It's 20,000 rounds a weekend. How many people in our industry have hearing damage? Yes. Yeah. You know, too many. And, What'd you say? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not good for you, you know? Right. So. And the other thing, too, about suppressors that, you know, it's a $200 tax, mm-hmm. which I don't like, but it's a $200 tax. It's been mm-hmm. that way since 1934. The problem is it takes nine to 12 months to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. What hap- What you do today and nine months from now can be completely different. You could have moved three yeah. times. Right. <laughs> you, you know, there's a lot of issues yeah. that happen when you, and, and there's no quicker way to do it. Absolutely. So. Well, and it's just one of those things where you, you know, people say they want a problem fixed. And so you say, okay, here's a solution. Well, not that way. That's, that's not the way that's going to suit me, you know? So uh, that goal. One other, one moving. other thing too, in the movies, they show these suppressors that are, you know, a suppressor is long. It's almost as long as the firearm that you're shooting it from mm-hmm. in a handgun. Mm-hmm. So it's not easily concealed. It's not easily holstered mm-hmm. with a suppressor. Mm-hmm. They need to re-examine what a suppressor is and what mm-hmm. kind of effects it has. Absolutely. Well, you know, we can, were you going to say something, Brian? Nope. That's good. I think we've covered it. Yeah. Um, so uh, with all of these things that we've talked about, if you could tell the neighbors one thing, that you think might change their mind other than we'll move right <laughs> or, that or they'll move we'll, we'll stop yeah. you know uh ever discharging firearms on our land what what do you think could possibly be the thing that would move the needle for them well uh we've tried all the compromise and concessions so i'm going to say something very directly to the neighbors mm-hmm. uh even if we stop as a commercial business this is still a shooting range Uh, I am a professional instructor. My wife is a professional instructor. My friends are professional instructors. 
if we're not receiving money for this, we can still shoot. There's nothing to stop us. So if you allow us to invest in the in the neighborhood and make this quieter, you're going to be happier in the long run than if you don't do this because there's still going to be shooting. You're just going to make sure that we can't do it on a commercial basis. But I shoot a lot. You know, I'm a sponsored shooter. So there's a lot of rounds going over here. And I have actually stopped shooting personally for the last month or so to be more considerate. Um, but the harassment that we faced, my consideration is dwindling. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think it's, I think it's important that they know that there's going to be shooting because they've mm-hmm. had shooters that we live right down the street. We're building a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our own private property. We have this area, but we're still going to be shooting. So let's come to some sort of accord that makes the best sense for all of us and mim- minimizes the noise you're going to hear because it's simply not going to go away. I love that. And that's so reasonable. It's so logical. Mm-hmm. And um, have you been the only ones making any concessions or have the, the neighbors that are upset, have they made any concessions so far? You know, it, it's been a little horrifying to me. I understand people pretty well, but the way they handled this is several of them have taken class from us and know us. Not one of them spoke to us in advance and we were hosting Tom Givens. So they waited until it was a month before Tom Givens was coming in, and then they filed this with the zoning board so that they would make sure his class got canceled. Uh, The things that they've said and done have been horrendous. There's been no communication. We've reached out several times. Uh, I tried to make meetings with one of the immediate neighbors. We reached out to another one and offered to sit down and talk to them. They want the government to tell them what to do, but they don't want the government to take away what they want to do. They want to tell us what to do. So it's a very difficult situation. Uh, As an adult, I'm shocked Mm -hmm. that there wasn't some previous path besides just going and and telling the zoning board uh, we could have really worked this out. Um, And, you know, now it's gotten heated and they're mad. And I think the only thing to make them happy is if we go away. Uh, And, you know, we live here now. This is our retirement home. We're part of this community. And if you've met my wife, uh, you don't want her organizing something against you. Uh, She's the best (laughs) organizer I know. It's the truth. I mean, with a smile and, Mm -hmm. you know, she won't chip a nail doing it. But nope. I'm telling you, she will. She is amazing. And uh, so you're, you, I agree with you. So you've actually been told to shut down some of your classes or presentations? Yep. Yeah, okay. the zoning board asked us to do that. We've been shut down for about six weeks now. So mm-hmm. we're losing, you know, we're losing money as we sit here. Uh, so it's been a big hit, you know, and then we raised money to, to improve the range. And we just have to wait for them to decide. Unfortunately, the board is usually five members. Uh, one, one of the gentlemen passed away, so they're at four members. Uh, so this could end up in a deadlock and we might have to go to appeal. Or maybe you're gonna have to get on the board. Yeah, well, that's, that's what we keep hearing. I, I really don't wanna be a politician. I'm a really good coach, <laughs> uh-huh. but you know, we're being drawn into this and we're gonna bring all our resources to bear. And uh, we're both very bright, energetic people that love America. Mm-hmm. And uh, we simply will not be cowed by uh, you know, hate around us, we'll find a way to work through this. So they can't stop you from shooting there. They just can stop you from commercial, right? That's it. Okay. So get a bunch of, you know, if, you know, you can get some short barrel AR 15s, they're, they're, <laughs> they're kind of loud when you, uh, yep. when you shoot them and, you know, and have a shoot every 15 minutes, right? Just yep. Every yep. 15 minutes. Go you need a lot out. of personal practice on yeah. your personal land. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So sorry. You have yep. to go through that because, you know, 
when you own something and it's yours and it's 48 acres, you kind of think, okay, I'm unlimited what I can do here. Mm -hmm. You know, as long as it's legal trade, you can, you know, and you feel violated when people start telling mm -hmm. you what you can't do with your property. And I really feel bad for you for that. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. we'll be praying that you get this but resolved. You guys are the right ones for a battle like this, I think, because you are, you're both calm, you're both logical, you're both goal oriented. Uh, and the other side, I almost feel like they're, they're just waiting for you to get your back up, right? They're just waiting for mm -hmm. you to get angry and little chihuahua dogs. <laughs> they're the chihuahua. Yeah. Dog. yeah. But uh, so uh, how, how can we kind of spread out the work and make this a lighter load? Um, because you're not the only um, range outdoor range that is experiencing this, I guarantee you. Um, what is your greatest need right now that that we and all of our listeners all across the nation, is there something we can do uh, to help specifically the situation you're dealing with? Um, and then maybe the larger thing with maybe getting involved in getting the Hearing Protection Act passed or what, what can we do, Brian? So, you know, it's interesting. We talked about the bad 10% across the street. Now let's talk about the wonderful 10%, which is the shooters. Uh, we have run a GoFundMe account to raise money for the range. Uh, it, it has already reached, reached its goal, which was originally 25,000, which may be short. We won't know until after the hearing. Uh, we're not going to raise any more money until we know after the hearing that they give us the go ahead. Uh, if it doesn't go through, then of course the money would be returned. We started a petition, which is something everybody could sign. Uh, it is on our complete combatant page. It's the first thing that comes up. Uh, the more voices heard, the better the political pressure. Now, if you live in Lumpkin County, you count even more. If you could sign the petition and show up to the hearing, it makes a tremendous difference because that's our political process in action. Uh, since we're a constitutional republic, the mob can't overrule everybody. And if you show up and make your voice heard, it makes a big difference. For all the other ranges out there, you need to support them. Uh, you need to show up and go shooting because it's good for you and you'll get better at shooting. You need to pay attention to the issues that are going on in your county because we're dying by the death of a thousand cuts right now. You know, PayPal closes the instructor's account. Then the county comes after them. Then it just becomes unviable as a business. And then eventually your children don't have a place to go shoot. Mm -hmm. And what a part of loss of the American way of life that you don't get to, you know, I took my grandsons out here and I kind of get choked up thinking about this and taught them to shoot on a 22. You know, yeah. what a great moment that was for me. I teach all the time, but taking my grandkids, teaching them gun safety, teaching them to be uh, responsible and how to handle something deadly to make good decisions. This is a part of who we are as Americans. And I think we need to support and be vocal. Uh, sometimes I haven't done a great job in the past, but I feel more of the calling now to do that and to help as much as I can. You know, I see about a thousand people a year coaching, uh, which makes a big difference in the shooting sports. But I think this is something we, we all need to get involved with. And I greatly honor all of you that have done the media side and the politics, you know, the politics side is so hard, but it's such important work and we need to be heard. And if you can throw 10 bucks at the GoFundMe for your, your range and they have something going, help them out. Uh, because it was amazing. We raised $25,000 in, I don't know, two weeks to save the range. And that's just something we didn't have to pour into it. So it's a wonderful thing. Awesome. Yep. 
so it's on our page, the complete combatant.com. You can find it all right there. Uh, the petitions there and uh, you know, send your, send an email to the commissioners. Uh, it's just good to hear your voice. These, the anti-gun people don't realize that teaching kids how to fire a firearm, the gun safety, all this thing is it's accountability for them. It's responsibility there. It has nothing. It's everything. Right. It, we focus you're right and we don't we don't do that anymore we throw them a remote control and let them go mm-hmm. there's no guidance there's no morality you know, we don't teach kids anything and so i don't know I, I i think if we lost the ranges and we lost what you're doing this world would be in sad shape so thank you for what you're doing absolutely. appreciate it absolutely um and we've got uh we've got two grandkids uh both girls one just turned seven and one just turned two. And we still haven't even had a chance to get the seven-year-old out on the range yet. Some of that was all the COVID craziness that interrupted an entire year. Um, But it is a special moment that we are really looking forward to. And it's, it's a legacy thing. I bought a gun already. I, of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. Um, but just like our constitution and our bill of rights are part of our legacy, you know, we are passing that we are a bridge, right? Our generation is a bridge to the next. And it is the things that our founding fathers fought, bled, starved, and died to even have the opportunity to write down, put quill to parchment to write down. But it's also the skills and, and the responsibilities that we're passing forward. And um, the Second Amendment and the shooting sports and training with firearms, it encompasses all those things. Um, and I think that it, it just cheapens it so much when, when people take the stance that unfortunately uh, your neighbors have and that you're dealing with. Um, but is there anything else that's important that we should talk about before we start wrapping up? Or do you feel like we've pretty much you know, talked about the issue and empowered people of how they can help. The only thing I would add is to be the reasonable, prudent person, which is a part of our law. Uh, The more that we put our information out there, uh, we have been accused of having armed zealots that are backing us up here. Uh, That was one of the the, uh, letters that we received. And it's simply not true. Uh, We're, we are very, uh, you know, reasonable people. And that's what we expect. And that's what I require of my clients. And that's what I think this fight requires is people to be constantly reasonable and constantly prudent in what their assessment of it is. And, uh, you know, as I tell my class, if you haven't changed your mind in three weeks, you're wrong. You know, something's going to happen. <laughs> you're a very stubborn person. So, you know, we keep changing and we keep trying to adjust and we're going to find a way through this. Uh, Absolutely. You know, we will find a way through this and it, it, all the amendments are important. You know, the mm-hmm. second amendment just gives us some way to, to express ourselves, but I don't want any of them to go away. And I see all of them under attack right now. Right. So. Absolutely. Boy, I, again, I, I have to say that uh, you and your wife, Shelly, I hate that you're going through this, but you are such the right people to be fighting this kind of a, a battle. And there are people on the other side that they want to parse our words and try to make them something that they're not just like, you know, so does that make me a zealot that, you know, <laughs> uh, maybe, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit zealous 
for the constitution. <laughs> I'm a little bit zealous about my freedoms and my liberties. Um, so when we use words like fight and battle, we are, you know, in a battle of ideas and values and words. And that is the, the, the those are the tools that you're using to, to move through this time. And um, you and Shelly are just the right people for this. And I hope that um, our listeners will uh, take that opportunity you know, sign on to the completecombatant.com, sign a petition. It doesn't get much easier than that. Now you're an advocate. Congratulations. You know, high five to you, right? Yep. <laughs> Not just an advocate, but you took action. So now you're an activist for, you know, the things you believe in. So again, high five for you, everybody out there listening. Um, so just as we start wrapping up, uh, thank you again for what you guys are doing, for all the lives you are helping to improve through training, through offering you know, people a, a way to safely and intelligently interact with their surroundings and the tools that we use for self-protection. Um, but tell folks how they can continue to follow the work you're doing, take a class from you, um, you know, whether it's on your, your place or one of these classes you travel for. And again, if there, if there is money that can help, how do we, how do we help out in that way? So I, I made a joke once upon a time that my wife was the indispensable organizational wizard. And now that's her title. It's not a real title, but it's a cool one nonetheless. And she's really good at putting everything together. Uh, so if you go to the completecombatant.com, you're going to find all our social media. Uh, we have YouTube, we have Twitter, we have Instagram. We're on all of those. Uh, it is well organized. It's easy to follow the website. You'll find everything you need there to follow along uh, with our fight. Uh, pay attention next week is the 21st uh, when we have our next hearing. Uh, so we'll know whether it's a go or not, or we need to do something more. If it is something, if they give us a go ahead and we find out we need more money, we'll open a GoFundMe account again, sign the petition on the front page. And I'd like to thank you two for what you do. Uh, you're incredibly organized with what you do. You're incredibly engaging with what you do, which is not always the case. You know, it's, it's hard. We get dry, we get logical and, uh, to have us on and the support that you show, we really appreciate it. We appreciate what you do very much. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Brian. Love to you and Miss Shelley both can't wait until we get a chance to see each other in person again. Our our, I'm sure our paths will cross soon. <laughs> I hope so. All right. Thank yeah. you again so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Bye-bye. We'll Bye-bye, Brian. Bye. <clears throat> man, just, it just really bothers me that, you know, this man owns 48 acres mm -hmm. and he's not doing anything illegal. Mm -mm. It's, it's, it's a violation. I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know. It just invades in my privacy kind of thing. It's like, this is my property. Mm -hmm. As long as I'm not doing anything, you know, we don't have the range directed at somebody's house. Mm -mm. We're just shooting in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. We're not shooting at midnight. Right. Um, you know, which it's interesting. Cause he mentioned like the wedding venues, yeah. those will go till midnight. Right. right? right. And yeah. so, and, and we hear noise in our neighborhood of, of power saws or chainsaws or people with the blowers and the yard work. And I look at that and I go, you know, I don't even think about it. Mm -mm. That it's, why is that a problem? Right. You know, so it's, you know, it's time to get up anyway. Right. So if somebody was standing on the street in front of our house, you know, remember, what was that movie? Uh, John Cusack and he had his, his boom box up on his shoulder and he's blaring the music. So let's say somebody did that and they're intentionally targeting us with like noise. 
Yeah. Okay, that's a different thing. Right. That's that's an invasion now of us. But when we do hear the Luke Air Force Base airplanes or, or the kid even next the... door that has batting practice that practices it till nine o'clock at night yeah. and you hear an aluminum bat striking against a ball. Yeah. To me, that's that's okay. It's well, not it's purposeful, is where I was heading. You know, it serves a purpose. Right. And you know, somebody blowing leaves, they're cleaning. They're right. trying to keep their home which is part right. of our neighborhood clean the kid next door with the dink with yeah. his bat i like that he's, noise it you is... know he's engaging i do too but he's engaging in uh growing skills right. and being focused and and uh responsible with with his practice being diligent and not going out causing trouble somewhere right right he's i just... mean so if you can understand maybe that there's a purpose behind the noise then i think it might take the noise out of that place where it's just it's just driving me crazy right. um, and we live in a resort area and on friday nights until mm -hmm. about midnight one o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. there's a band over there mm -hmm. playing mm -hmm. and it's it's loud mm -hmm. but it's never like it's kind of cool actually. yeah it's it, it <laughs> no, just you know you what know to me it's people like people are having gathering. a good time they're yes. having a good time yes. whereas other people say oh, why why aren't they home in bed or yeah. <laughs> we like i said we have one neighbor that yeah we don't want to go there. We'll, no, we'll talk not, about that well, another time. We definitely time. don't want to go there. <laughs> but anyway, um, for the most part, we live in a, an amazing place. And I think that, um, you know, if you can just orient yourself with freedom and liberty and you say, well, I'm free to keep my place clean by using a leaf blower. So why wouldn't I want my neighbor to keep their place free right. or, or clean? And if, um, you know, if I, I mean, I'm trying to put myself in the position, the mental position of somebody that they don't value firearms or the second amendment. I don't know how they can wrap their brain around the value that the second amendment and firearms training brings, but it, it actually does keep your home safer, your neighborhood safer, your city safer, your state safer, and your nation safer when people are diligently and continuously practicing with their firearms. So if you really want safety and security and a better place to live, then, you know, enjoy, enjoy the sounds around you, you know? Yeah. And if, if you do um, need your neighbor, you know, you have special needs where your neighbor is really, really loud, well then, you know, come to the neighbor. You don't right. have to immediately run off to, you know, the authorities. Right. We, we lived in our neighborhood for 20 years mm -hmm. and I have a trailer. It's a 20 foot trailer that I use once in a while. And we, sometimes I come in late. So I park it on the street and the next morning it's gone. And lately with this new neighbor that we have coming in, they call the police. Right. Right. Actual I get police. a call at So you did go they there. knock at my door at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. The police are called instead of the neighbor coming in saying, you know, your trailer's parked here where I could say, Hey, you know what? I just got in. I'm going to get to take care of in the morning. Right. It's not like it's unhooked. Right. It's, it's parked there for the night. And it's like, what could that possibly mean? Any other thing than just wanting to control, just it, wanting it control. It is a, a poor, 
poor way to communicate your displeasure because you could leave a note in the mailbox. What, they have my cell the number. They could call me or text me. 10 o'clock at night. They could write a letter to the city, right? Because yeah. we don't have an HOA, which is the only reason that, I mean, not the only reason we live there, but we won't live in an HOA because we've had past issues with this sort of thing. But um, there are so many different ways that this particular neighbor could have handled it, but they they call the actual police and use their man hours, um, you know, taxpayer money for something right. so silly. Um, that causes no harm. It's not even no during harm. the day. No harm. So anyway, they anyway. feel harmed apparently. I don't know, but uh, I uh, just want to go back and, and thank Brian Hill and Shelly Leader Hill for who they are, what they do, the way that they engage things like this, because, you know, they could, they could meet emotion with emotion, right? Because the, their neighbors are, you know, I would say very emotional in their, their um, way of approaching this, that they, it escalated so quickly. Um, but they don't, they stay true to themselves. Um, they stay, I love what he wrote, what he said, reasonable and prudent. They are reasonable and prudent people. And, um, I would say that the vast majority of those of us who are responsibly armed citizens, that's, you know, an exact descriptor right. for who we are. Um, it's just part of our DNA It's just part of who we are. And, um, but a know, lot of the other side doesn't think that with us, they think that they we're don't, so and they're, they're like constantly trying to provoke, yeah, you know, yeah. they're like, I know there's a trigger. I know there's an emotional trigger in there somewhere. And we're just going to keep trying to pick at it and right. pick at it. And, um, you know, that's where we have to be the adults. And they get mad because the it doesn't, they and just get mad. They get matter, matter. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like when our, our young ones, our grandchildren, like when they're, they're trying to, you know, maybe they're, uh, you know, it's not just on an everyday basis, but they're already in a, a little bit of a tiz. And then they're just trying to pick and pick and pick and see if they can get a rise out of us. And we have to be the adults in that room and in, in every room. And sometimes the room is the entire nation. And so, um, oh my gosh, it's a mess. Oh my gosh. We don't have time let's, for that. We yeah, got to wrap. Let's, let's pray for our nation. I love do that. All that. Why stuff. don't we do that? Well, well, we'll just pray for our nation, pray for our our representatives. Mm -hmm. What about the ones you don't like, Dan? Yeah. Them yeah. too? Okay. <laughs> Maybe especially sure. them. Sure. Give them an extra. He winks. Sure. He's winking at the camera right now. No, Ignore we need to pray wink. for everybody because we need to pray to give them wisdom. Yes, absolutely. Right? So discernment and understanding yeah. and for God to be the, the great interpreter that he Because they may not know what freedom really is. Right. You know, they just may not know because I mean, they might think freedom is getting their way. Right. Right. And that's the end of it. I got my way. So therefore freedom is still intact. Right. If somebody's not taught, the case, if somebody's taught from the minute they're put in school that a, a certain way, mm -hmm. even if it's not the truth way, right. they're going to think that later in life. Right? right. So we do need to pray that they get the knowledge. Well, we were taught growing up, you know, keep your nose to yourself, keep your hands to yourself, live and let live. That is what we were taught. And there's actually uh, one of our friends, Mark J. Victor, uh, Attorneys for Freedom. He is, you know, starting a whole program, a whole platform that he wants people to, you know, run for office on this platform. And it, it's not even the freedom 
uh, platform. It's the live and let live because that spells it out. And I think more people need to um, think in terms of that. But what we didn't say yet, Dan, is that when you want to watch um, this video again, or any of our videos, please go to um, YouTube, to Gun Streamer, or to the smartphone app called Ops Lens. And you can find us there if you like to listen to the audio only version, because maybe you're out for a drive or for a run or something like that, you can go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com, click the on demand tab, and binge listen to your heart's content while Danny mocks me. And uh, if you want to see photos and bios of all of our guests, you can go to our guest tab. It's a great resource and we do not hate it when you spend time there. All right. Well, I think that just about does it for this week. And see so, you real soon. See you real soon. So until next time, please be good to each other. Have a great week. God bless. Bye-bye.